0: We want to bring honor to you as pastors who stuck with it. I've never known anyone that has stuck to something. That they're not quitters, they'll get through it. They don't give up, they keep on, no matter what happens. They'll keep on and stay with the vision that God has given them. I just love them so much. Sybil and I do, and and I know you do as well. And and there is no one that I know, honestly, I'm telling the truth, that is a better teacher Amen. than Pastor Joe. Yeah. He is I'm I'm telling you. I, and I'm not. I'm not just saying that, Joe. We've got a lot of preachers and a lot of lot of teachers that I've heard through the years. But you, you are absolutely a pastor, teacher, of excellence. Yes. And uh, just honored the two of you. And, and you've stuck it out. Here you are, and we love you so very, very, very much. Um, what I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad to hear this this emphasis on touching heaven and. Uh, and touching heaven, is I also see it as, as worship, has a big part of that. That has been my heart for the years, that the presence of the Lord would, would be in our, in our midst. And that's what I'm wanting to share on today. It may, may look sort of um, different, Psalms 87, if you have your Bibles. I'm going to speak on the whole Psalms. It's only seven verses, don't fear. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's really, only, it's really only, only seven verses. And, um, and it, it, has to, it has to do with the presence of God. Oftentimes we look over that and, and worship and the manifest presence of the Lord in, in our midst. Um, before I begin to read it, here, here is basically uh, my burden. There was a person at Shady Grove that I noticed, and this was in our younger years, and and um I noticed that everyone would stand and they they you could tell they like they were into worship and just worshiping God with all their heart. <clears throat> this one person that I was I was looking at um would just stand there. And but he, he loved he loved the church and he had been there for a couple of years at that time, and so I one day went to lunch with him, and I said, "You know, um, uh, are you okay with worship people being um, a, a little visible in the way they lift their hands and shout and sing? And are you, you are you okay with that?" I noticed that whenever we worship, you just stand there. He said to me, "Oh, pastor, no, it's nothing. I I can't help it. I'm of English." dissent, and you know we, we we're we're not really emotional people, and um, we just have a stiff stiff lip. You know the the British stiff lip. And um, I said, well, that that helps me understand understand you a whole lot better. Um, so after about two months after that, um, we went to a football game together a uh, Dallas football <clears throat> <laughs> and uh, we really wanted the Cowboys to win but the Cowboys were behind It was one of those last-minute drives. You know what? The Cowboys are good, particularly this season, very good with that, being behind and at the last minute intercepting a pass and make, going like that. So here we were. The, we, were we were out. I mean, we, there was no way. We couldn't, we couldn't kick field goal. It, it had to be a touchdown. And so I remember the quarterback went back with just a few seconds left, and one of, one of those big Hail Mary passes, it, it looked like it was over 50 yards. And the guy runs under it and catches it in, in the last, in the last uh, few minutes, seconds of the game, and the crowds went crazy and i looked around and this guy was jumping up is going we won we won we won I, I can you believe that we won and everyone in the in the in the group was hollering that and I, at that moment i said i this i think it was the holy spirit said just sit here <laughs> he looked around at me a moment and I remember what side of the stadium we were on, on the old Cowboy Stadium. And, uh, and he looked at me and he said, Is everything okay? Pastors, everything okay? I said, Oh, it's really okay. He, you don't enjoy football? I, I enjoy football. I really enjoy football. Well, but what, but, but I mean, we just, you, uh, you saw this? And, it, and I said, Oh, yes. I'm from English descent. <laughs> You know, we're not moved emotionally very, very much. We sort of approach things with a stiff lip. He looked at me and he said, I got you, Pastor. I got you. I I know what you're saying. And from that day on, whenever we stood up, and he would just be—he'd be right with us, raising his hands and singing and carrying out. because it, it's really, it's really sort of what what do, what do we what do we really value? Where where's where is our heart? And, and um, you know, when Jesus was talking about his presence, he said, "Where two or three are gathered together in in my name, there I am in their midst." Amen. Well, you know, there's a there's a there's a manifest presence of God. And uh, then, then there's the presence of God that is all over the world, the omnipresence of the Lord. And so we, we think, well, oh, yeah, well, well, God's here. Yeah, it's like, hey, he's walking with me at work. He is. He honestly is. But, but Jesus said, there I am in your midst. And, and he, Jesus knew that That he, he was omnipresent, that the Lord was omnipresent, that God is omnipresent, that He is everywhere, but when he says, "I am surely in your meeting, I'm in your meeting. I am there in your meeting." Yeah. That, that we should say, "What, dear Lord, if He walked in the door right now in body, we would say we'd probably pass out, but there would be a bunch of us say, "Hallelujah, Here he is right now in, in the midst of the church." And so I, I, I'm saying, if if we believe that when we come together in the Lord, that His presence is there, right? Then do we, do we, oh, wait, wait, yeah, yeah, hi Jesus. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, not, I'm not gonna be stiff-lipped. I'm not gonna be of a, another descent. I'm of the descent of Jesus Christ and the Word of God, and I'm 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 going for it. So um, in Psalms 87, and I'm going to start with verse 7. Um, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't say that, but I'm going to start with verse 7, and let, let him, I'm going to read it. And I'm starting there for a reason. He says in verse 7 of chapter 87 of Psalms, Both the singers and the players on instruments say, All my springs are in you. So, with that, what is what is it that would would cause us to really worship God in presence, in the presence, and see God begin to touch people and do things, release missions and everything else? So, we, what 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 does it mean here? These these people are pretty excited. They got their instruments out, and they they're, they're apparently they're moving around, and they're they're saying both the singers and the players on instruments, they say, all my springs are in you. And, and when, I, when, I, when I looked up this word, it's not the same word for, for a, a, a river or a creek. It's not the same word for a well or a cistern. It, it, it is a spring. It is a spring. All of my springs are in you. A spring is something that comes from a, a water aquifer under the ground. It, it's hard to describe that, but it, it's there. You don't dig at it. You don't drop a bucket in it. You don't. A spring gushes, and 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 he was telling that till you remember the the woman by the well, and he said, I, I, I've got a living water. He, that's he, a, he used the word spring there. It's the same thing. God has a gushing spring for us. And, and we, we don't have to dig at it. We don't have to run the, the bucket down to the bottom and pull it, pull it up. In fact, there was a guy, and I was a state trooper for 10 years. And there was a, when I was a state trooper, this guy, people would invite you to do special little things. And um, he invited me out to his ranch, huge ranch, show me where we could go fishing if we wanted to. Of course, oftentimes I didn't accept that because I had to stop him on the road for speeding. Uh, I was going to give him a ticket anyway, and I didn't know if he would appreciate that, and maybe he was trying to get me to, you know, what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, anyway, he said, yeah, you know this, I, I was talking about the land. He said, this is great. I, I told him, this is great property here. Um, all these acres. He said, man, it, it's dry now. And it was dry when I bought it and I bought it for ranching. But you know, a record show at the courthouse, a record show that there were five springs on this property. There was at one time, there were five springs. He said, I checked it out at, at the courthouse. And and I said, What happened? He said, Well, the the federal man came out and looked at the land and and he said, The reason you don't have springs is because of all of these mesquite trees, big mesquite trees, some of them take 50 gallons of water a day in the summer, some of them more than that to 100 gallons of water. And those mesquite trees, who, what, that wasn't there in the past, that was brought in from some other country, that was brought in and, and all of these mesquite trees came up, roots went down, they started sucking from the aquifer and they didn't have the water and 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 that that is what we're talking about when we have a, a an aquifer we have a supply of the holy ghost and of jesus christ and god the father and other believers all, all around we have that, and, and we are not growing any mesquite trees in this, in this house or in the body of Christ. Where We have that aquifer. It is flowing right now. And he said, all of my springs are in you. But who is he talking about in you? Look at the very first verse of, the, of, that, of that chapter. He says in the first verse of 87, his foundation... Is in the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you. His foundations is in the mountain. Who is he talking about? He's talking about God. That his foundation, What? what it, well, he doesn't need a foundation. What does that mean? In the Hebrew, it means that he has used that for a foundational place in the earth. It, it is a headquarters type of foundation. It is, it is, it is there that I, reserve, I have reserved for myself. Mount Zion, will, as we'll see, Mount Zion, and I'm, I'm moving through this quickly as I can. Mount Zion... Um, uh, is is the name for Jerusalem Mount Zion and Jerusalem would be the same the same location so here on this place was was Mount Zion which was where the manifest presence of God was for example it, it, you can you can look at Abraham and Isaac where did Abraham and Isaac go for Abraham to sacrifice his son Mount Zion this was way centuries before they had a town there, a city there. But Mount Zion was there. I mean, it, it was, it was the, the central place of God. That's where the Tabernacle of Moses was established. I mean, I mean it was set up. Tabernacle of Moses moved from, moved from out just outside of Egypt, moved all the way to Israel. And whenever it was reset, it was there on Mount Zion. The tabernacle of David, the Ark of the Covenant, it was brought there. The temple was set up there. It is like Mount Zion is is God's headquarters on the earth. It is his mountain. Of all the mountains, and I don't make anyone uh, feel a little wounded with this, but I'm telling you of all of the mountains in the world, God chose that mountain to be his earthly headquarters and that's where things be happened, and that's where things came out of. Spiritual things came out of that. And they had been there. This, this group had been there. They came out singing. Where, where had they been? They had been in the manifest presence of God. Not just, just the presence like I was talking about earlier, but in the manifest presence of God. And by the way, if you don't mind, let me stop and go back to that. I believe that's one of the, that's one of the, mm, how am I going to say that? That is the issue that needs to be dealt with for the church to be the church. And as long as we have a church that's churches that are full of people who come on Sunday, well, I've got to get dressed. I've got to go to church. I've got to give my tithe. I've got to get this. I've got to get that. And they they go and sit there like a bunch of mummies. And they and and also, it, I mean, it, there's there is no there is no, there is no sense of I mean. I'd like to say, Jesus is in your midst. I mean, he is really in your midst. Come on. If if you understand what I'm saying, I believe the church has got to have a revolution. And I believe that you pastors are on target. This is what God is doing in the earth today. And there is going to be a revival of the manifest presence of God where people can go to church and they get healed. You don't have to have a healer. You, I believe in healing, in, in people having faith in healing. But I, I believe there is a way that we can come and worship God, and the presence of God is so is so strong that God begins to speak to people's hearts. I know a man that's serving right this very moment. He he, he retired from his job and he went back to India. And he's doing a tremendous job in India right now. I mean a tremendous job, not some little work, a tremendous work. Do you know when he got that? He was at, at Shady Grove Church one morning in a worship service, and the presence of God was so strong, God spoke to his heart and said, I want you to go back to India. Just as soon as you re- retire from your work, get back into India. He started before he retired from his work. And they've got Bible college and re- reaching out in communities and in villages and all over India. One thing started. He was in worship. Oh, hey. Hey, what's all right. I got it. I, I still got some balance. I didn't see the difference there. Okay. I was going to walk that right out only. In fact, I still will. Why? Let, look. <laughs> um, here's the here's the thing. I can write could write a book about people who were changed when they were worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Yes. 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 Right. Yes. Amen. And that's what I'm saying today. They were they were excited. They were going to like this. Oh, they and the presence of God. You know they were tooting their horns and they were worshiping God. And he's saying, you know where it came from? It came from the presence of God. The middle verses says this: This is Zion. And he said, uh, Zion is a place where people are born into Zion. I am pretty convinced that most people who get saved, they pray the prayer of salvation. They are born again. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. But when it comes to worship, it's like you have to be born into worship, into the presence of God. You have to be born into it. Where you walk night and day sensing His presence. And when you go to church, you just carry that sense of, yes, I understand and I'm going to walk in and have a worship time. And we all come together. And then when the Holy Spirit falls, somebody over here gets healed. A marriage over here gets delivered. You, you understand what I'm saying? That, that, that's it. And, and I, I believe in those special ministries. But I also believe that when we begin to worship and we've been birthed into it, into, into love, into gratitude, and we can come to the church with gratitude. I mean, hallelujah. And, and not just come to church with gratitude. Wake up every morning with gratitude. Walk with gratitude. Eat with gratitude. Gratitude. Gratitude to God. Gratitude to other people. I believe gratitude is one of the biggest things that we need to be developed in the church today. That we, we're, we're grateful for every person. Grateful like for everyone that has been here. So I'm just crying out to you. If you've not been touched, I remember the time I was touched. Hallelujah. About worship. And if you've not been touched with personal worship, getting up in the mornings and singing. My wife doesn't like that too well, but getting up in the morning singing, the voice is not the best in the world, you know. But thank you, Lord. if you need a change in your heart concerning your personal worship, your personal gratitude toward the Lord, if you need to feel something, you, you believe the Holy Spirit needs to do a deeper work in you concerning that, we invite you, I invite you right now just to listen to his voice and say, Lord, I, I, don't, I don't sense that, but I want to be aware of you all day long. I want to be aware of you when I sleep and when I wake up. We're going to sing a, sing a song, and um, I would like for you to, during this song, begin to consider, d- do I need to be born again again? That's what I call it. <laughs> born again again. Into worship, into the presence of God. And if you need that, as we sing this song, you're invited to sing. All of us invited to sing. But as we sing this song, if you'd want to stop singing for a while and just say, Lord, I want to I want that. It says some were born in Egypt and some in other countries, but it's named that they were born into Zion born into it so could we stand together just let the Holy Spirit begin to speak to you if you need to sit don't feel badly about about sitting and we'll worship with this song and you may have some other way if someone wants to come down pastor if someone wants to come down and pray with people, okay, it would be up to you. The prayer team.